Hey humans, and welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. I'm your host, Jessica Howard, and today we are finishing up our two-part series on Wholesome Games Discourse. Uh, If you listened to the last episode of this podcast, we had on a couple of guests to talk about the discourse around the wholesome and cozy games movement. Uh, Today we have two more interviews. Um, Ty and I are going to be conducting these ones, or I think it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's Ty and I for the first one, and then the second one, it's just me. But we had some awesome developers come on. Uh, We think you're really going to like this one. Up first is James Tillman. Uh, James Tillman, you can find on Twitter at JamesDevStory. James is a developer at Rolling Hills, and he is also the co-founder of Wholesome Games, which you might know from their Wholesome Directs that they throw, where they basically showcase a lot of indie games that kind of fit the wholesome vibe that we're talking about in these episodes. So super thankful to get to talk to James. And here is that interview now. I've been super excited to uh, talk to you both since I listened to the episode on toxic positivity with Victoria last September, um, because that was one that like really resonated with me. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was something that I, when I heard it, I, I was like going around to everybody I know and I was like, hey, if, if you like are doing community management or are interested in community management, you need to listen to this because um, they're touching on like so many of the issues that are like at the core of uh, what got me interested in like starting a community because uh, I I'd, I'd like moderated game development spaces before like there was a a game development discord that was like the first discord I ever joined um, and everybody there was really nice to me and eventually they were like hey, will you like help us moderate and like sort of uh, be part of the the like direction of this this server? Um, and over time, I just like developed this reputation where they were like, hey, you used to be like really nice and easygoing and I, I miss the really nice James. Like now you're like calling everybody out and saying everything's a problem. And uh, we just want to like, talk about game development and grow the discord as big as we can Uh, and that was sort of the moment when i realized and and in particular it was like they were happy to humor me behind closed doors about like we'll we'll hear your complaints or we'll hear the things you're worried about but like uh i i guess the best like concrete example i can think of is uh they would they would always like really turn a blind eye toward um people doing like the little like line skirting things that capital G gamers do to like sort of signal like, hey, I'm I'm a Pepe like 4chan guy who's going to do my best to like make um, LGBT people in this community uncomfortable without like outright breaking a rule. Um, and I, I would be like, hey, we, we need to crack down on this because this is like so rampant, especially in game development spaces. And they've what I would hear back is like, well, like other people aren't complaining about it. And I would say like, they're not complaining because they already left because you've like allowed this to like spiral out of control. So the best thing you can do now is like try to do what you can to like salvage your reputation and make this community a place where everybody feels comfortable so that 
like people join who would be um like watchdogs for like uh toxicness basically um because i i think that that's such a big part of what happens is um I don't. I don't even know if it counts as toxic positivity. I maybe it does, but like I, I feel like there are so many spaces where uh, they just get totally run over by um, the same sorts of like alt right, um, super. It's it's not negativity either, but I, I mean it's just like this uh, this this weird echo chamber where anything goes and. The problem isn't that someone is trying to make you uncomfortable or anything. The problem is that uh, someone is like causing a stir by being upset about it. Um, sorry, I, I, I ramble so much, but um, I it really upset me. And that was a big part of what led to me saying, like, I've spent so much time trying to like fix these people's hearts and make them. Uh, listen to me about like what it takes to make a space where everybody can be comfortable um except for transphobes and homophobes i guess um and i just i quit i was like it's it's not working so i'm i'm out of this community and then uh we started wholesome games shortly thereafter um and it was really uh vindicating to be part of a community where it was like we didn't it's it's not like a massive community particularly on discord um but it it just felt like proof to me that um you you don't have to let uh all your like game adjacent spaces be overrun by uh the same like angry dismissive bros that overrun everything when you don't have uh, rules that are enforced Mm. No, I'm glad that you told that story. And I'm glad that that episode resonated with you and kind of made you think more on that whole experience. Because I feel like that's something to, to varying degrees, whether like we've had friends who have been moderators for communities, um, you know, who have had similar experiences, or people who were just like very active community members for different you know streamers or channels or whatever and to a varying degree everybody kind of has an experience like that um that makes them realize there's a huge difference between making people comfortable versus being a kind person so i, I like thank you for sharing that story yeah in retrospect i'm like at the at the time that it happened i was just mad about it but in retrospect i'm so proud that someone said i miss it when you were nice because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like I grew. Like, thank you. That that mm -hmm. like uh, growing to uh, stop putting up with that bullshit is something that like I'm very happy that happened. Um, so now I look back on that uh, kind of fondly. I wish I hadn't spent the time that I did um, trying to. Like, I I think for me, I, an another thing from that episode that really jumped out to me was uh, I I can't remember. Who brought it up but one of you talked about how uh one of the big issues is that when you enforce rules in a community you'll always have people who are like don't i get a chance to like learn like don't i get a chance mm -hmm. to uh 
like see what's wrong with what I did and how I can do it differently. Um, and there's such an assumption that like privileged people uh, get to learn at the expense of marginalized people having like anywhere that they can just like be themselves and not constantly be uh, under attack so that someone can see that, hey, it's it's you should actually be treating everyone like a human. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, it's it ties into the whole the whole thing where privileged people tend to use marginalized folks as people either to learn from directly or indirectly. Um, to, and, and it's a very quick way to exhaust people um, emotionally, mentally. And so, yeah, it sounds like that was a good learning experience. And I'm like I said, I'm so glad that episode resonated and I'm so thankful i guess that you you know you've shared it and have told people that it meant something to you and that it's helped that's you know and that's why we're doing today's episode is we just try to bring on different perspectives that will maybe help people understand how how devs view things or how journalists view things um and like what they kind of go through just doing their job <laughs> um or or you know navigating the the games industry space um so I guess to, to start off this episode, because we're doing this one on Unwholesome Games, which you are an organizer for the company who does the showcase um, for, for Wholesome Games. So can you tell us a bit about yourself and kind of how you came into this role? Sure. Uh, my name is James Tillman. I'm 33 years old. Um, I'm a game developer. I, I'm making a game called Rolling Hills. Um, I came into this space, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to like structure this that doesn't go on forever, but, uh, I, game development wasn't what I did first. When I was, uh, growing up, I was always a musician and that was like totally my passion and the thing that I thought I would do for the rest of my life. Um, and I, I guess to like make a long story short, I, I failed out of that and I was like super depressed about it. And I uh, decided to go back to school when I was 24, I think. And I studied uh, biostatistics, of all things, uh, even though I, I'm not sure I 100% understood what biostatistics was by the time I graduated, even. <laughs> um, but I, I had always been like a huge fan of games, and I played games a lot. My, my younger brother, Matthew, who's another one of the founders of Wholesome Games, uh, growing up, he always like, made like little podcasts for our friends and stuff like that, that we didn't really like go out of our way to promote very publicly, but it, it was just like video games and games journalism uh, were always a part of our lives, just as uh, fans. Uh, we're, we're from a like place in rural North Carolina that's small enough that if I said its name, I'd be doxing myself. So, but I, mm -hmm. but I think that's an important part of the, the story is that like, we're, we're really like disconnected from, um any broader sense of like the the game industry or any sort of game dev scene um so after i uh, graduated from uh college for biostatistics uh around the time that i graduated uh matthew was like hey whenever you find a job you're going to move and we've been like making music together for so long 
And uh, I feel like once you move, we're not going to get to spend so much time together. And so I have this request that, like, I want to try to make a video game together uh, before you, like, start working somewhere and we don't have time for that anymore. So it was like a bucket list thing. So, so we made our first game together uh, over the course of, like, four or five months while I was interviewing at different places. Um, and it, it really started like that, like just completely uh, an experiment to see what it was like. It, it wasn't something that I thought would ever become a job or anything like that. Uh, and then by the end of it, uh, I had like finally gotten an interview at a place that a friend recommended me for. Uh, and I went to do the, the interview there. And it was like the day before our game was going to be released. Uh, and at that point, it like completely had its hooks in me. And, and mm-hmm. I was like... I, I think subconsciously trying to bomb the interview because I, I just knew I, I was like, I, I kind of hope they say no because I want this excuse to keep making games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they misread that as me being like really confident. And so uh, they ended up like offering a better job than the one that I was interviewing for. And I like had, I mean, it, it was, wasn't an easy decision, but uh, I had to come back and be like, no, like, uh, polygon wrote about my game so like the i i can't explain to you what this means to me but it means a lot to me uh, as someone who like grew up really obsessed with this Mm -hmm. stuff that's Uh, so cool that's such a cool story (laughs) that really is that's such a cool story and like i i love the whole like like in polygon wrote and i know that you don't understand because like that's the constant struggle i feel like like I'll tell my mom like, oh, this happened. And like, and, and somebody said this to me and like, this is a big deal. And she's just like, I don't know what that means, but I'm happy for you. After the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just happened to have an appointment with my psychiatrist last Saturday after the like wholesome games discourse on Twitter. And I, I tried to explain it to him and I was <laughs> like, uh, do you know any, are there any therapists you've worked with who would know what I'm talking about or give a <laughs> shit about it? <laughs> And he was like, actually, there's one. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll recommend you to this one. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, that is, that's definitely the feeling always. When I turned that job down, they, the, the person who was like in charge of hiring for it called me and was like, uh, for our uh, records and like making sure we're picking the best candidates, can, can we just like ask you why you turned down this job? And I, I had to be like, uh, the guy who does taco on Adventure Time wrote an article about my game. Like that, <laughs> that like was a big deal to me. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> and the, I mean, to their credit, they were uh, they were understanding about it, understanding mm-hmm. in the like emotional sense. Uh, I I don't expect anyone to understand in the <laughs> technical sense, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I got into doing game development that way. I was probably twenty eight or 29 at that point um and so we made that game it was a an iphone like adventure game about uh giving advice to these like cute little ais on a spaceship and then uh we made when i say we i mean uh my younger brother and i uh and then we made a game called cold iron for uh playstation vr and oculus and vive that was about uh it's like uh it's not a super long game, but it's a game about uh, avenging your father with a revolver that's possessed by a demon. And it's this kind of like overarching theme of uh, 
like revenge and how violence is represented in games. And it's it's it was very funny to me uh, this past week to have some people who are like, you're trying to erase like uh, darkness and violence for games, like knowing that the last game that I made was about a demon possessed revolver. Mm. Um, but then uh, after that, I so neither of the games that I made before were like especially successful or anything like that. It was really cool that like journalists like a few journalists wrote about the first game in particular. Um, I, I probably wrote like 200 emails to people like to like let them know about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's not, I, it wasn't like a success to the degree that anyone would consider it a, a full-time job or anything like that. But uh, I had moved back in with my parents. That's something I always try to be, uh, really upfront about too is like the the privileges and the things that I think a lot of indie developers take advantage of to uh, be able to survive in games. So I had moved back in with my parents after college because obviously I, I wasn't making enough money from uh, game development to like survive. And uh, I was doing, I was making really awful websites doing web design for local companies mm-hmm. uh, to make ends meet. Um, yeah, just as a little side tangent, like it, it always uh, irks me uh, whenever, and it, it seems like it hasn't been as bad lately, but there was a time when it was really bad where like every game was like, here's something that's like one notch down from the scale of Mass Effect. And we're saying this like one solo developer made it or the core team of two developers, and then there are like 9,000 contractors who work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always just feel like it's weirdly discouraging for uh, new developers who don't know that that's how it's working. Uh, yeah, that, that makes, because I feel like, and from, from my experience, like with like a small outlet, like Uppercut, and like seeing how, because I guess we've always been very transparent about like how we function, but, you know, interacting with other outlets and kind of like seeing developers who have their own studios and what they're doing. Like there is that weird balance between wanting to seem like you have your shit together. You know what I mean? Versus like being honest about how things actually function. Cause like you want to have that transparency and that honesty, but also at the same time, it's like, it's that, you know, it's nerve wracking to be like, okay, well, you know, I know that, like, I don't know, you you feel like you have to play that role to be taken more seriously. Um, I know exactly what you mean, because it's that vibe of, like, I want to make sure that these people in my community know about, like, what my life is actually like and how mm-hmm. I got here. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I hope, like, the publisher that I'm, like, going to pitch to today isn't listening to this and hears, like, oh, my games were so, like, unpopular that... I, uh, I like had to like lean on other people Mm -hmm. to get by. Absolutely. It's like this weird, like playing, playing grown up, you know, um, like it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's that it all ties to that imposter syndrome, I guess. Um, and feeling like you have to present yourself one way while still wanting to be honest and transparent, but I totally know what you mean. Anyway, the, the segue to, um, wholesome games is that, uh, after that second game that I made, uh, in promoting it, that was like when I first sort of discovered like that there's a broader like uh, game dev community online and like indie devs. And uh, 
that's when I like joined that first game dev community that I was part of uh, and saw the potential for like people to uh, support one another, both like emotionally and in terms of uh, giving like advice about what they've been through in the game industry and what's worked for them or what hasn't worked for them. Um, but then, of course, that was met with like the frustrations about like, why, why do these communities have to be so awful? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after that, I we'd made like our second game. I was starting to like become aware of game dev Discord and uh, Twitter and everything, and we Matthew and I had started making Rolling Hills, and uh, we were really into like what just felt like this new wave of. Uh, at the time, I, I always heard it referred to the most as cozy games. There was a, I think it was at PAX West. Uh, I read about a panel that had um, Tanya from Kit Fox and uh, Rebecca and Ben, who were working on Ooblets, and a few other uh, people who were making uh, these cozy games and what they felt like made games uh, cozy. And so I was like really excited for several of those. And I joined like the Ooblets Discord and uh, a few others for. Um, games that were sort of in that broader genre. And I noticed that uh, even though there was, didn't seem to be like uh, any, for one thing, there was no like agreement on the name of the genre, if it's a genre. And for another, uh, I would see like the same people, the same like fans and stuff in all of these discords uh, for these different games, but it didn't seem like there was anything uh, that that sort of concretely said like this this is this thing that's emerging as a theme in games uh and this is like a place where you can go to find other games like this mm-hmm. so uh i matthew and I, I i guess i have to give some credit to matthew for this he he's the one who like started wholesome games on twitter um which was where uh it first started it it i mean it really just started as like we really like these kinds of games, and maybe if we uh, tweet about them, tweet about like the ones we played growing up and the ones we're excited about, um, maybe eventually other people will see it and start recommending like, hey, I'm I'm working on a game like this, like you should check it out. We could just find mm-hmm. more games that we were interested in. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, we uh, I started the Wholesome Games Discord uh, community with someone that I had met on the uh, Ooblet server. And uh, it really just grew super organically from there. Like, uh, it's, I I wish I had a better explanation for why it's grown as fast as it has. Um, We've been really lucky that like the, the original like community that cropped up around it, like the people who joined our Discord in the first few days uh, were, for the most part, like really diverse, thoughtful, um, and creative people that like put a lot of work into um, talking about like what is what is this community, what should this community's values be, and all this, um, and it it grew from there. Like uh, something I always get picked on for is uh, our first moderator, uh, Oral, who's one of our organizers now. Uh, 
at one point, Jacob, who I started the Discord server with, messaged me and was like, hey, we need to, uh, we probably need to pick some more moderators because the server's grown and we need to like make sure we can enforce all of our rules. And uh, one of the ones he pitched was Oral. And I was like, Oral's already a moderator because they had like, they just were like so active and uh, like welcoming people to the community mm -hmm. and explaining rules and, and helping us like decide how to enforce the rules uh and that was when i realized oral like actually wasn't a moderator they were just doing such a good job at it that i i thought they were all along i That's thought really someone funny. else had like made them a moderator and i didn't realize it uh <laughs> but yeah i mean that those those are just the sort of contributions that made it possible and why it feels like uh i blinked and all of a sudden it's uh a big a big deal um even though i it's hard for me to explain how it got there. I think that um, it kind of just goes to show that a lot of times when these like wholesome or cozy things uh, pop up, there's like, or even like, like, can I pet the dog? Right. Like stuff like that. Like there's an audience who wants cute things, like, you know? Um, so I, you know, it, it makes sense. People, I feel like um, go to wholesome games for, for comfort. Um, and that's really exciting. Like, that's that's a really cool story. I guess going back to something that you said a couple minutes ago, you said that you had kind of first heard of this category of games called cozy games rather than wholesome games. What made you pivot to using the word wholesome? To be honest, I'm, I'm not 100% sure why wholesome was the word that was chosen for it, because it's what uh, Matthew chose. Uh, when he started the Twitter, but um, I don't know. I, I it's 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 funny that it's become such a loaded thing because I really feel like maybe I just wasn't like aware enough of how other people were using it. But like, I feel like two and a half years ago when we started, it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite so common, like such part of the lingo. But I feel like now now like if you search wholesome games on uh, Twitter or something like that. It's entirely people just being like, everything is wholesome. Like if if somebody like doesn't swear, there are people saying like, oh, this is a wholesome stream. Or if somebody like, uh, is just like nice to someone else, it's it's wholesome. Uh, so I I feel like to to that degree, it's kind of like uh, it almost feels like we might as well have called it like cool games. Like it, it means as much as cool at this point in terms of uh, how, uh, how much people like interchangeably use it for anything that they want to express. Uh, and that, that definitely leads to problems. Like uh, I think it would be tough for us to pivot now because like we have like put so much like time and work into uh, like, expanding the the community in like healthy ways and and like building that up um and i i think i on some level i feel a little like combative or defensive about like i don't want to concede wholesome like i don't want to say like okay like the people who are using this to the people who are saying like using wholesome to describe uh, like a transphobic streamer who uh, is like sweet to his community. I'm like, I don't want you to get it. I don't want to like abandon the term and let it be like mm -hmm. 
you get to define what this this is. I feel like uh, it's it, it it's something that uh, it's it's almost like part of the fabric of the community that we've been uh, discussing what wholesome games are and what qualifies something as a wholesome game since basically day one. Um, and still, like people, if if someone joined the community yesterday there's a pretty good chance that like one of the first things they discuss is like, so what do you think makes a game wholesome? What's a wholesome game? Oh, I say, yeah. Do you mind kind of sharing what like the conversation kind of looks like, like what the general consensus is, like how those go? Sure. Um, I think one of the big things is that there isn't that much of a general consensus. Like there, there's always like consensus around what it's not more so than what it is. Um, so like one of the things that really blew up, uh, in our faces last week was, uh, there was an article published about, um, Wholesome Direct coming up and we were asked about, uh, like sort of some criteria for what makes a game wholesome. And th this is like totally on me because I was like, uh, Hey, here are like some of the things that get brought up really often are like. Uh, low violence, low stakes, and one of them that we were like really like intentional about including was good representation of marginalized groups. And because uh, I didn't do more to like explain the the nuance and the context for that, a lot of people read that and said like, oh, they're saying that uh, the the first misconception that came up a lot was like, this idea that anything that we said was like an element of wholesome games was something where it's like, if you're making a game to call it wholesome, like you have to do all these things. Like a wholesome game must have no violence. A wholesome game must have like low stakes and all these things. Um, and I, I, I feel like if you watch like our showcases or look at like our Steam curation or things like that, we there's always like a ton of gray area. Because I mean, there just has to be like, um, we, everyone in our community, like, roots for violence against oppressors. Like, there, there's absolutely such a thing as wholesome violence. Um, there's absolutely, uh, such a thing as, like, wholesome high stakes. Like, for the most part, I think a lot of our, uh, sort of, like, common elements in wholesome games tend to be things that, uh, are centered on, like, here are uh, games you can play that explore things that are important to you in ways that like probably aren't going to like trigger you or bring up like past trauma that's like really upsetting. Um, but it's 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 like a really it's a it's such a nuanced thing, and I, I honestly should have put in uh, a lot more effort and getting that across. And the, the other like big misconception that came out of it was people saying like people reading it as uh, that the particular element of like good rep uh, good representation of marginalized groups means if your game has like marginalized people in it, that makes it wholesome. Um, but the, the truth of it is that like we included that because we were like, we, we want to be very clear that like it doesn't matter how like cute or cozy or comforting your game is if it's like, if it's a game that has like elements or messages that are about trans like 
if if you're being very transphobic or homophobic or racist or whatever in your game, it's not part of our community. It's not wholesome. Like it's it's really that same thing that we started talking about at the beginning of our conversation of like wholesome doesn't mean like nice. It doesn't mean uh, polite or mm -hmm. kind. So like there's no amount of like sweetness or calmness that you can couch a uh, really like reprehensible belief in and us say yeah that that belongs in our community no that makes complete sense and i see what you mean as far as like it's easier to say what it's not than it is because in particular with that list i feel like all of those points are more as long as it's not the opposite of these things, <laughs> like more so than it, like it must be yeah. these things, like it must check these boxes. Like if your game has one of these elements in it, like we're going to consider it wholesome. Like you're, it's more just like, hey, like if you wanted to consider your game wholesome, these are in our opinion, like qualities it should possess. So that makes sense. It's just like there, there's always going to be, because we want it to be inclusive, um, which means like allowing for gray area, which it, it means we're probably going to have games like submitted to us sometimes where we're like, this doesn't exactly fit like these guidelines, but it, it's sort of a, you know, it when you see it, like this is, this is a game that's like really like spreading a good message and like uplifting uh, people who need to be uplifted by this. Um, so we want to make sure we leave room for that. And I think another component of it, too, that's uh, really unfortunate is, like, uh, m most of the, most, at least, like, half of the organizers are uh, are autistic, and we tend to, like, turn everything into a spreadsheet, frankly. And, like, uh, I think there's there can be this disconnect sometimes where we, we come up with something like this thinking like it's literally just we want to like help people find what they're looking for in terms of like uh we categorize this by like this game's like has real a lot of realistic violence or this game uh has like some really like nerve-wracking time pressure or things like that um and for us it was a matter of like just just like getting that information to people uh who we're most likely to be like upset by it um, because I mean, obviously, one of the most interesting things in our community for me is uh, we'll get people who are like, "I'm here because I am a digital pacifist." I've I've heard that term used where they're like, "I don't want like any violence in the games that I play. I don't want uh, I don't want to like eat meat in the games that I play or anything like that." Uh, and it's like that's not me. That that doesn't describe my approach to games at all. But uh, I I don't mind like helping that person find the game that's like going to let them uh, play without being upset. Frankly, uh, oh no, I, I sidetracked myself again and forgot. What oh I was no, talking you're about. fine. You were kind of talking about the curation process of everything, um, which is really interesting and. You said you kind of use like spreadsheets to kind of try. I'm I'm curious about what the process yeah, looks it, like as far as like so. Do you uh, is it the organizers who come together who who kind of evaluate the games and and make the call and how do you make sure that you have enough people who are doing the curating to where you have like that good spread and where you are being inclusive? 
it's something that's like grown over the the course of the two and a half. I think it's two and a half now. It might just be two. I'm not sure. Uh, years that we've been doing it, where like uh, at the beginning, it was like just Jacob and Matthew and me because uh, we weren't really sure that other people were going to care about it yet. So it was like, I don't know, tough to get people on board when uh, it seems like such a small deal. Um, and then as we've grown, we've brought in uh, more people and tried to be mindful about like making sure that uh, everyone's represented uh, to the best of our ability. Um, with Wholesome Direct in particular, uh, this time around, we uh, we had a submission form for developers, um, and we uh, we always try to like give people space to be like uh, talk about like what. Uh, what a wholesome game is to you like there there comes that definition again that that's even part of that um and like why you think your game like should be part of this community why why you think this like fits in with this um and after that uh all the organizers just like go through all of the submissions together um discuss everything we try to be it's it's tough and it's it's definitely not something where like we're perfect um, but we really try to go out of our way to like investigate a little bit and make sure we're not like uh, highlighting people who are like obviously like saying awful shit outside mm -hmm. of their games. Mm -hmm. And the uh, the toxic every time we like have to ban someone from the community, we always get a DM that says it's not very wholesome mm -hmm. to kick me out. Um, <laughs> And uh, that that's that's happened before with like um, developers. It, it's really rare. Like considering that we've we've curated, I think seven hundred plus games at this point, maybe. Um, but we've we have had like one or two situations where like we found out afterwards that there was like a conflict between. A developer and a contractor that they worked with where like the contractor wasn't uh fairly compensated for their work and i i think there are people who would like roll their eyes that we get that like in the weeds about it but we really are like trying to make sure we uh use our platform to have a positive influence on like game development as a whole um and that that's definitely one of those cases where we end up getting a uh and angry, it's not wholesome to kick me out mm -hmm. of the community message. Uh, and one of those situations that like made us um, more aware of like making sure that we uh, we like talk to all the developers and um, and do our homework to make sure that uh, to to some degree at least like everyone who's taking part in this and being highlighted by this. Uh, understands our values. No, that that makes sense. Kind of want to know more about like how you all run the directs and stuff. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, like that is something. Yeah, like what does that oh, process ahead, look like? And I guess, yeah, because I feel like the like what we see right is just the finished product on Twitter, as far as like y'all's um, promotional materials and the directs themselves. But yeah, I'd be interested to see like how you all kind of do those 
sure. Um, yeah, that, that's something that we're like really trying to work on too, because like uh, in particular recently we realized like the so the the wholesome games like Discord server is like two thousand people, and probably like fifty of those are like regulars who like chat every day. So that that tends to be like for a lot of us the like image of wholesome games we have in our head, and we're like when someone like misunderstands something we're doing, we're like, why didn't they just ask us? Uh, and we lose sight of the fact that there are like one hundred and forty thousand people who follow us on TikTok. So it, it's like. Uh, there's this weird duality where we're way bigger on other social networks than the ones that we like tend to think of as our little like home base. Um, and I, I think that's that's where a lot of that disconnect comes from, where um, we're we're accidentally not being as transparent as we probably need to be um, for the the like size of the impact that uh, we have sometimes. But uh, yeah, the the wholesome direct the, we did the very first one last year um, after. So uh, Matthew and I like had our our like first opportunity ever to showcase one of our games at PAX uh, last year, and I think it was the end of February, and it was like such a cool experience, unlike anything I'd ever like gotten to take part in before, to like be around all these other people in person who were like uh, into some a lot of the same things that I was and like in, in particular something that like surprised me were the number of people that I ran into who knew what wholesome games was like developers and they were like hey thank you like tweeted about us thanks I appreciate that that's really cool um, and so I, I had a like great experience with that and then I like came back from it and I'm telling a lot of my like developer friends like this was so cool I I like felt really lucky to get to do this like if you have an opportunity to showcase at a convention like that I I think it's a good idea and then no one had the opportunity to showcase at a convention all of a sudden uh and I felt like shit for it because I was like really uh talking up like what a what a cool opportunity it could be and one of the developers uh Brian who's uh Part of the team making button city said why don't you do like a, a wholesome game showcase and we can like get some of the developers here together and try to like make our own showcase um since at, at the time like he was discussing it it was before like there was this huge wave of everybody moving their showcases online uh and we really kind of thought like this is going to be it like everything else is getting canceled so um we, we have to do this ourselves. Um, so with that in mind, the first Wholesome Direct in particular was like super casual. Like um, afterwards, I, I would have some like marketing and PR people who would who contacted me to ask about it. And they were like, how did you manage like uh, 50 developers and getting them to like uh, all coordinate on this and submit things? uh in time and get it like translated into other languages and the answer was matthew like emailed everybody <laughs> like uh just like constant like email contact with all of these people and and i mean the like awesome contributions of our friends in the community that were helping out with things like translation uh 
and and so in particular that like first one like there really wasn't uh a whole lot of strategy in terms of how it was uh how it was organized like we decided what games would be in it sort of the same way that we would decide uh what games were on the twitter the only wrinkle is that like we really tried to prioritize like uh people who who were able to uh showcase games that were like coming out soon or uh had like some exclusive thing they could show like a new feature or something like that and that was really a matter of like uh our friends making uh calico uh they were one of the first ones who reached out about like our games coming out this year and we're like really worried because uh we'd basically like planned on all of our promotion being going to these like conventions and showing Calico there. Um, and so that, that was like one of our ideas was like, we can uh, curate the same way that we normally do. And then when there are like really tough decisions to make about like trying to uh, keep the, the direct to a manageable length, the, the like sort of tiebreaker is um, whose game's coming out next, like, making sure that uh, if someone has, like, an opportunity to be in the next year's Direct, we can say, like, okay, you'll be in, the, like, the next year's Direct instead. That's a, um, yeah, that's so a really smart way to go about it, because I didn't even think about that. Like, there naturally has to be a cutoff point, but doing it by, you know, release date makes complete sense. Yeah, so that, that was, like, a, a big part of it. Um, and we... I mean, it, it was like a, a messy process. Like one, one of the things uh, that I overlooked was like, because, I mean, we'd never done anything remotely like this before. One thing that always cracks me up is when uh, people like talk about wholesome games, like it's a business or something. Like the direct, the first direct was made with a trial of Adobe Premiere Pro because none of us owned it and we don't like, make any money like it's it's not even that it's like not profitable it's that we don't like take any mm -hmm. money from it it's just like not a business at all um we we have sold like a couple things like we did our vinyl last year but like literally 100 percent of it goes to uh causes like galaxy fund which mm -hmm. was really cool um but yeah uh, that that first one was like kind of messy in terms of organization uh, one thing that I overlooked that, like, I was really grateful that one of the other organizers caught was, like, uh, we were, we really wanted to, like, translate uh, into as many languages as we could. So, like, lots of people could, uh, like, experience the direct. And uh, I I forgot to, like, include, when we were having people, like, submit their uh, info for it, uh originally i forgot to have them include like pronoun information for like the characters that appear mm -hmm. in their games so like when uh like the bird and bird alone is like talking like i i i just like forgot like when you're not speaking english when you're like when we're translating that to french or something with like uh gendered conjugations i'm sorry i don't know enough about languages to like speak on it very intelligently but uh, that that was something that we like had to like catch and uh, correct pretty quickly. Um, that's like really informed how we do things this time. Um, we've we've been able to like learn from the mistakes that we made the first time around uh, to make this one go 
uh, more mm -hmm. smoothly, which has been nice. And also, I think it, it was helpful that like this time around, uh, developers have had the chance to like see the first one and kind of get a, a sense of like the flow of the show. And I feel like the stuff that gets submitted is uh, more like to begin with, like before anything's edited, like more in line with what you'll see uh, in the final mm -hmm. product. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say about it. I wish, I wish the like making of was more interesting, but it's like, it's so, uh, everything's just been like so organic that there's, there's not like a, a huge trick to it beyond just like trying to get a lot of people on board, writing a lot of like, uh, explanatory, like, google docs to send to people to say like hey here's what we're going for here's mm -hmm. the info we need and all this uh one thing that i was like news to me i guess it shouldn't have been but as someone who's like sort of an outsider to it i didn't realize uh how many of the other like even online showcases um ask developers to like pay not like pay both to submit and to like take part in them mm -hmm. um and that's something that's always been part of wholesome direct is like of course, we don't like ask developers to like pay anything to take part in it because while I, I totally get that like the the people running the showcases like are working hard at it and deserve to be compensated for it, um, they are just like so many games that we showcase that are like really cool and made by like really cool thoughtful people that are like students who just graduated mm -hmm. or they're from the global south and it's like. Uh, I don't know how we could showcase all those while saying like, hey, like pay us a thousand dollars to to be in this, because uh, I couldn't have afforded to do that. Like, so yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't feel like that makes it people. inaccessible to newcomers. Yeah, though I, I did think I think it was funny uh, last week when like people were talking about wholesome games on Twitter. There was like a little offshoot where people were talking about how uh, wholesome wholesome games should make money and i was like did my parents start this <laughs> this discourse i mean uh. um i guess as a question kind of like following that line of thought then so everybody working there it's it's just volunteer work yeah completely and have you thought about monetizing it or like how that would look or or like I don't know whether it'd be like something like Patreon, like crowdfunded or or something, because it seems like you do a lot of work. Something that like we we talk about. Um, I actually I should clarify that like we we've any time that we've done something where like we needed like artwork for something that we've contracted, we of course we always mm -hmm. pay for that. Like, um, in general, like outside of like the very like core community members that I know like understand like what we're working on um i always want to like we're, we're never going to like ask people to work oh no and i hope it didn't um, come off at cool. all like a gotcha thing oh, no, like i'm totally all. not trying because i know like so many indie outlets or small business like we've gotten crap for stuff like this before so it's like everybody will come yeah, at you yeah. about about this stuff and when we know that we're all like trying like being ethical paying people but i i was just curious about like what you thought as far as the future goes and and things like that i don't want you to feel at all like gotcha Oh, no, no, not at all. I, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm just trying to be more mindful mm -hmm. of like, uh, making sure all the info is out there. 
Um, that was like first brought up to us at that uh, PAX that I went to last year. Was uh, we we met with someone there um, who works in like games marketing, um, and it was really flattering. Like she she was like, I want to meet with you about wholesome games, and it was the first time anybody had ever asked for like a meeting about wholesome games. Um, so we like sat down and spoke to her, and she basically raised that point. She was like, Hey, like you should be monetizing this. Like, I see what you're doing and like, I can tell that it's enough work that it's a job. Like why I, I think you should start thinking about like how you can like be compensated for doing this job. Um, and so it's, it's something that we've like talked on and off about since then. Um, but it, it's just really tricky because like, uh, it raises questions. I feel like of like, when it is a like super community focused thing um like there's no wholesome games without the developers and there's no wholesome games without like the people on discord who like drive the the discussion about like what a wholesome game is or like talk about what they've been playing and like recommend things for the twitter and stuff like that i think it always gets really tricky where it's like okay where do you draw the line like who gets compensated mm -hmm. um so so that that's always something that's like made it complicated, I feel. Uh, but at the same time, what we always come back to is like, if if there's a like non uh, exploitative way to like get money that we could use to do like cool worthwhile things, um, like when we sold the vinyl for Galaxy Fund, that's something we're like totally interested in. Because um, unfortunately, like capitalism is a thing, and I hate it, but like uh until as long as it's a thing it's like okay i guess we have to like play this game and and try to find uh ways that we can like work within it to uh help people and make the world a little more like the world that we want to mm -hmm. live in though if people want to overthrow capitalism like go for it i'm i'm totally on board and i i wish it were already the case but yeah, in the meantime, uh, it's it's something that we are, we're always like open to having a conversation about like the relationship of money and wholesome games, but it's it's definitely always going to be tempered with uh, a lot of like ethical mm -hmm. concerns that are, are, that, I mean, that's what's kept it from being a thing until now, because we've had like tons of offers to like sponsor wholesome games or sponsor our showcases and things like that, but we've just always avoided it um, for all mm -hmm. those reasons. No, that makes complete sense. Um, Ty, did you have any other additional questions? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Perfect. That is also it for me. Um, James, was there anything else that you did want to add or, or touch on or clear up? Any any final thoughts, I guess? Sure. There, There's like one little thing, and I, I'll try to be quick about oh, it. Take but your like, time. Um, sort of the number one thing that like jumped out to me from the I don't know is is it weird to like talk about the Twitter discourse is this going to be released in like August and people will be like what the hell is he no, talking we're, about no this is coming out this month yeah yeah, yeah okay, you're cool. totally good um, so like last week uh there there was like a, a lot of Twitter discourse about wholesome games some of the stuff I've touched on um and I, I definitely don't want it to sound like I'm like dismissing uh, those concerns because there there definitely were like things that came out of it that I was just like this person just like doesn't know what we are doing and it it's it's just I disagree with this 
but there were things that like resonated with me and I'm like really grateful that we were that people brought those concerns up and one of the big ones was uh there were some like game development students that said that they felt pressured by the existence of wholesome games like the community because they were like uh if it's some if I'm like making a, if I'm a, an indie game developer and there's something like can you pet the dog? It like really has no bearing on what I'm making to like include a moment where you pet a dog so that I can get in front of that audience. Um, but with wholesome games, it's like there there are the all these like conceptions of uh, what makes a game wholesome and what like values are part of that. And so they felt they said they felt like they had this like weird pressure where they're deciding like is it worth it for me to like take on the baggage of this genre and this term uh in exchange for thinking like i'm gonna get my game in front of this like big mm -hmm. community and um it could like be the difference between like my game being successful or not um and that that really is something that i had like never considered because i i just i mean i i think of wholesome games as this like little organic community that has grown quickly but not like that quickly um and i it was really uh eye-opening to me to hear that perspective on it um and after i thought about it a little bit it it really resonated with me because it kind of struck a chord about why we started wholesome games and how we ended up here because um before i started wholesome games like when i was growing up it seemed like all of the like most critically acclaimed and popular indie games were stuff like uh, Hotline mm -hmm. Miami or The Binding of Isaac or Super Meat Boy and games like that. And I always felt like, man, it feels like there's no space for like games that aren't like dark or violent or edgy or whatever. And like, even though I really liked those games too, I was like, I I also like these uh, more like uplifting games, uh, and. It, I regretted that it felt like they couldn't be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it was so weird to realize that like we've reached a point where there are some people getting to, into game development now who look around and they're like, I see all these like wholesome games, like a short hike and Alba and Ooblets and Animal Crossing that like people are talking about. And it sucks that there's not more space for like unwholesome mm -hmm. games. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, like the shoe's on the other foot now. And like, I, I totally get where they're coming from with that. Um, and I, I think my takeaway is I want to try to be uh, in the in the same way that like I wish someone had like come to me and said like, yeah, you're right. We should make more space for like games with all kinds of themes and all kinds of messages. Uh, I'm we're going to try to do our best to make sure that that's the case for us too. Um, there's so much overlap in like our community and communities for horror games like uh, Dread XP and the Haunted PS1 uh, community. Um, and I, I think that gets lost sometimes that like it's not uh, a competition between like wholesome games and games that aren't like under that umbrella. Um, and I, I hope we can do more to be clear about that and to find ways to like uplift all games uh, instead of just our genre. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, because like 
it just sucks but just the way it is is like there's always if there is a category specifically for something there's going to be things that don't fit inside it and so it's it's always going to feel like there's something missing for certain games like for it to hit certain audiences so i'm sure that's like that's a hard thing to kind of balance yeah but we've we've got to try so we're gonna try (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely but no, I'm I'm really glad that you touched on that as well because there were there were a lot of like offshoots and conversations happening revolving around it. So it's like I knew we hit some of the things, particularly involving like the list. But um, yeah, no, thank you, thank you so much for saying that. Well, thank you, and and thanks for having me on. Uh, do I do I get to like plug Wholesome Direct? Is that a thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I was about to ask, um, you know, when we when we kind of wrap up, I would love for you to tell people where they can find you, where they can find wholesome games, and what you're working on okay, right now. Okay, for sure. Is that? Um, so sorry, you, is is that now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, if you want to go ahead, feel sorry. Free. I hope I didn't jump the gun. Um, no, you're so fine. So, wholesome fine. direct. Uh, our second ever wholesome direct is on July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be on our YouTube channel uh, and also on Twitch. And I think it's being co-streamed by IGN, uh, Guerrilla Collective, and GameSpot. Um, so there should be lots of places to see it. Um, we're we're super open about like others streaming it too. So like if, if you want to see someone else stream it, there will be lots of other opportunities for that too. Um, I'm working on Rolling Hills. Uh, it's a, an RPG about running a sushi restaurant, but... Uh, it's still pretty early in development, so probably just focus on wholesome game stuff for now if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you having me on to talk about all this. It's been so much fun. Oh, I appreciate you coming in to talk about things. Uh, it's been it's been a hot topic, so it's it's nice to, mm-hmm. nice to have you over here. Nice to kind of have you clear things up and, and give us some more information about what you're doing over there. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy to have this opportunity and also to talk about uh, my star projector that I'm selling. Not really. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the sunrise projector. Yeah. It's it's improved my of sleep. Course. It's changed my life. It's the reason wholesome games exist. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on, James. And I'm sure we will be talking with you sometime soon. Thanks. See you next time. Hello and welcome back. You just finished up Uppercut's interview with James Tillman from Rolling Hills. Uh, James is also the co-founder of Wholesome Games. And if you want to follow James, you can go to at James Dev Story over on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to at underscore Wholesome Games or at Rolling Hills if you want to follow either of his projects. And last but certainly not least, we got the chance to talk to another developer, Danny LaLaunders. Uh, and Danny is the head developer and community manager for Validate, which is an upcoming queer visual novel that all of us at Uppercut are super excited for. If you would like to follow them, you can follow them at Danu LMAO. So D-A-N-U-L-M-A-O. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our final interview. To start off, how are you doing today? Um, I'm great, honestly. I can't complain. Like, I'm just chilling and playing Yakuza. Oh, which one are you playing? I'm almost done. I'll probably finish it tonight because that's how I play games, like a madman. Oh, that's that's been me with Mass Effect this weekend. It's been like, I I picked it up and I'm like, I never have time to play games. It's going to take me forever to actually play through these, but whatever, I'll buy it. And now I'm like... 
I've been playing the first one for three days and I'm almost done. I'm like, mm, that's right. This game makes me gross. Yeah. Yeah. It just brings <laughs> out your like primal rage, like just the worst parts of you. It's, that's how you know a game is good, though, is like when it yeah. just like reaches into you and pulls it out. It's like, ooh, it can be a gremlin. <laughs> I can't play this game for 17 hours straight. I shouldn't, but I can. Exactly. That's exciting, though. I'm glad that you've been, you know, relaxing and th there's a lot going on right now. So it's nice that you, you know, been able to kind of find some calm. Um, and then the next thing that I want to talk to you about is... I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of the work that you do in the games industry. Hey, um, so myself, I, my name is Daniela Launders, or they, she, uh, I'm a non-binary woman. I've, I've been one for a minute now. Uh, I am the head developer of, um, popular dating sim slash visual novel validate struggling singles in your area. It's such a mouthful. Every time I say it, I say it wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> first, I can't remember the characters' names. Now I can't remember the name of the game. Like, what's next? I just... Well, I remember... So I, like, I'm following Validate for a little bit because I'm really excited about it. But something that I always am so surprised about is it's like a 20 to 30 hour game because a lot of indies are a lot shorter than that. But so that's a lot to remember. So I don't blame you for forgetting yeah. names and stuff. That's a lot of content yeah oh my god yesterday when i was just like going through like doing some work i was trying to remember all of the characters names and i'm just like how can i not remember 13 names come on <laughs> like yeah our game is really long um but yeah i'm the head developer uh i created validate with a friend and it just i didn't really expect it to blow up this much but here we are um <laughs> I I make the visual novel. This is not my first visual novel. I've actually done like a little homestuck one before. Um, and I've done some other game writing, but validates pretty much my main gig and my only like gig right now. Hopefully that will change. Um, uh, once validate comes out, I would like to take on other jobs. But since I am like newer, so know who I am, so they're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can hire her. But mm. hopefully, hopefully that changes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, there's so there's so much buzz. That game's gonna be so good. Like, I I'm so excited for it. I really, really am. Um, and before working on Validate, what was kind of your experience with with games? I know you said you did I one other games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, besides like playing games, like I, I mean, um, I did like light coding work. Like, mm -hmm. I made a whole visual novel in RenPy by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I will never do that again. I'm never <laughs> ever again. Coding is just not for me. I mm. everyone who can code, I'm your work is so much like you're so great. Because if I stare at a number too long, I'm gonna be like, um, what does this mean? I just yeah. I can't. It's too much. Yeah. But yeah, before validate, I like played games i don't know i was in college so i wasn't really doing anything besides oh, yeah, sure. school and and hanging out with friends and school and being a menace <laughs> online like validates like my first like real game that's so cool but gosh what what a game to be your first game too it looks amazing I, <laughs> I like really i keep like everyone keeps telling me like you really hit a jackpot on this like you like really killed it on your first try and i don't know how i did it 
Yeah, no, it's like like the art is fantastic. The concept is fantastic. Like I am genuinely so excited to play that game. So um, you're killing it. You're killing it. Um, but the reason why I had you on this show is we wanted to talk a little bit about the wholesome games discourse that has been uh, going about the Internet for the last like, I, like, I mean, it happened last year as well, but like it came back strong last like couple weeks because the, the wholesome games showcase was announced. Um, and and yeah, it just kind of reared its head again. So to start off, what is your experience with or your perception of the wholesome games movement? wholesome games i like games i like wholesome stories and my thing is that a lot of anti okay i'll get to that eventually but like i just i've always loved like a good story like a good heartwarming warming story or like a cutesy little game like one of my favorite games of all time is katamari reroll um yes <laughs> like it's so cute. It's mm-hmm. it's a, literally a game you just turn your brain off and you just roll up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and like with some awesome music in the background. Like I love that. And I just feel like as a gaming industry, like we just we gotta get rid of these violent games. Like I'm so over violent games. As I say as I play y- Yakuza, but like that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm talking about like your Call of Duties, your first person shooters, like your your games where you just go and colonize a place or like yeah. going back and like the military propaganda. Enough uh, enough of military yeah. propaganda. No more of that. Like I just genuinely think that like as a gaming industry, we should embrace wholesome games because especially now more than ever, where we kind of need them. Like the last year of the pandemic is mostly I'm mostly because I'm from Chicago, so I'm going to talk mm-hmm. talk about this um, in the U.S. lens. But like in the past year has been pressing years of like my life, and not like just because like I like personal stuff, but like just because I'm not getting that interaction because we're not allowed to go outside, we're not allowed to go to parties. Like we have to social mm-hmm. distance, stay at home, wear a mask, and like I don't get to see like the wholesome moments that you would see in like your everyday lives like like um a baby bet like wanting to be carried from his mom or like you know a wedding like i we don't get to see that so like with wholesome games like you get to have that wholesome aspect at home and like like i said it's so important now because positivity in a world that's like just super negative, especially like what's been happening in the past couple of weeks with Palestine, like mm-hmm. we need like something to remind us that there is something good in this world. Absolutely. And I think that so many people are kind of quick to jump to like, ah, well, if like, well, you know, some games, it sometimes can feel like, like escapism, you know what I mean? Like that's not, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's not the case because I think it's more like you need something that roots you to empathy and compassion. You know, because if you're just mm-hmm. constantly upset, it, you know, because there's there's so many reasons to be. It's not like that feeling is not valid. But it's like you need something that grounds you and something that like that makes you feel like that warmth and like remember how I don't know, I guess like the kindness and gentleness of humans as well. Mm hmm. So yeah, I, I like agree humans. You. Yeah, like humans are super empathetic people. And I feel like people kind of forget that by being on Twitter and just social Mm -hmm. media in general. There's a lot of negativity on Twitter and like just social Mm -hmm. media and like 
people don't really see the good aspects that's why every time I see like a really wholesome TikTok I'm like I have to share this with people like people have to see this because when you go down your timeline and you just see all the bullshit like just Mm. so much bullshit every day it's something new you have to remind yourself that there is good in this world and that there are good humans out there and like wholesome games is a very good reminder of that good people made a very cute wholesome game that you kind of just have to you know play and just remind yourself there's actual good in this world absolutely i do want to because so and part of the part of why we're doing this is there's a back and forth on on wholesome games and mm-hmm. while a lot of people do see the positives some of the negatives that have been brought forth are wholesome kind of distracts the games that fall under that category from being like criticized um from being examined critically because it's like a switch off your brain and and you just you just play you don't necessarily engage with it the same way or you can use wholesomeness to kind of you know cover up maybe like the practices of the studio um if there's something you know there's unethical practices people aren't as likely to kind of like come down on it because it's considered wholesome um so i mean and i think that's something that kind of comes to mind with that is and, and maybe wholesome is not not the right word for this game it hasn't come out yet but i remember uh seasons right was is a game that's coming out this year um and it follows it's it's an indie game it follows like a, a mother daughter on a road trip and then it comes or no sorry that was open rose seasons is a different game <laughs> uh seasons is coming out later this year though huh the it's the game with the it's the one with the black girl with the glasses and she's like traveling throughout an area yes i totally mixed up two games they merged in my mind but that was open roads um but no (laughs) seasons seasons is the one yeah it follows a black girl who's who's traveling um and i guess something came out this year about the practices at the studio being super unethical and people feeling like threatened um, by by the head developers and and things like that. And so maybe people when they saw that original art and they saw the representation, they were drawn to it. And now there's that question of like, oh, well, I don't know. Is this something that I can play? Like, is the con, you know what I mean? Like, how do you kind of rationalize all of that? So I guess thinking about like, what do you think some of the negatives are with the wholesome games are there anything that like that causes you pause yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know why to think about that for a second no uh, no like, take your time it's totally fine we can we can always edit stuff out if you ever want to think about things or whatever it's totally fine take your time i just yeah i so the issue with like i guess it's just an issue with the game industry in general is that people i wouldn't say a lot of people but some companies hide behind their games um and like i'm i'm gonna use triple a as an example because i like as an indie developer i don't indie developer because i just don't i don't rock like that because i understand Mm -hmm. that we are just we are just you know everyday people who do this on the side um but i just what with yeah with triple a let's just use like i don't want to use nintendo i don't want to get in trouble uh <laughs> what's the game uh, uh what's what's the game one? Oh, okay with little big planet that was mm. a wholesome game 
um Mm -hmm. that game came out years ago it was so fun um but that is just an awesome game it's it's friendly and i just feel like when people think about these games they really don't think about the companies like as it like consumers don't think about the companies they think about the Mm -hmm. game itself but as a developer we think about the company behind it which is why like when when devs get exposed for being their game never really suffers from it because most people don't really know about that um and i i wish Mm -hmm. that like people understood that more like people who don't pay attention to the dev team aren't don't really know about like all the bullshit they be doing when it comes to like wholesome games um and like a bad dev team like people like your average player will not know about that it's Mm -hmm. more of something that's like more prominent that if you are in the industry that you kind of know about and like for me, if I see someone doing some fucked up shit, I'm like, I'm gonna be like, I'm not supporting your game because I I'm gonna make the conscious decision not to do that because developer and a boss, like I am the boss of like 17 employees. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want anyone to play my game if I was shitty towards my employees. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like being my myself in the shoes of someone bad like i'm like i'm very like i just it's so hard because like it's such a slippery slope like i just want to be like actually fuck that like if you're a piece of shit and like i'm not gonna support your game point blank period but like Mm -hmm. people don't think like that like people are like let's separate the content from the creator which is like such a dangerous thing to do half of the time because Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just like all right it is what it is like like with um let's just say like coca-cola like um my mom loves coke but she she loves coke like i don't drink soda but she loves it but she doesn't know about everything that's fucked up that coca-cola is doing like why coke is the reason why we have so much climate change but is that gonna stop her from drinking coke no like Mm -hmm. you can't really expect people to like separate themselves from like separate the content from the creator um if they don't know about it and i guess like that's kind of just has to do with how the gaming industry and how the industry works in general like people aren't aware of the bad things people do so they just they either like don't even look into it or just kind of ignore it entirely mm-hmm. and i think i, I mean this like ties. Rambled. No, no, you're fine. Rambling is encouraged, but I feel like this ties into like what we originally talked about, though, the importance of wholesome games is like it gives you that empathy. And I feel mm-hmm. like in the same way where you're saying like a lot of people just don't know. And if they knew they they would change it. I feel like if we approach it from a way where it's like something where we're informing people of, of different studios rather than immediately being like, ah, oh, you're a shitty person because of this. Like people are more empathetic and more like receptive to change. And if you tell the majority of people like, hey, this this person did this, I feel like the majority of people really generally are, are willing to change what they do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I agree that coming with a lens of empathy is is very good. And it's you know, I like I I understand but like both sides i guess of of the wholesome games debate but i i think i tend to align more like with you as far as like i think it's just needed and it's it's something where sometimes these discussions 
get too deep <laughs> when it's something where it's like this is just something to make people happy. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 either way, either way. It's it's just an interesting conversation, I guess, which is why we're having like four different people come on and talk about it a little bit and their opinions with their games and how this ties in there, which is something that I wanted to ask you about with validate. So validate, I know, is rated M. Um, so do you feel like you would identify, like, say, validate a wholesome game and why or why not? I think it's wholesome in a way that's not cutesy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's wholesome in a way where it's real. Like we are telling real stories. Um and I think that like like validate's not cutesy at all. It is not no mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. It's not no Animal Crossing. Like we make dick jokes. Like I it's it's <laughs> and that's why like that's why validate is like rated M because like mm-hmm. I want to be allowed to make dick jokes and and, and not have people be like um your game is rated t why are you making gross jokes like no like it's rated m for that reason it's 18 plus um but i think it's wholesome in the way where we are able to and the goal with validate is basically to tell stories that are never being told before um with people of color and like we we want to tell stories that will just make your heart feel warm like we want people to realize that as you play these characters, you learn more and more about them and you and you see them progress. And it's and that's the kind of wholesome that we're kind of getting at. So for and and I totally understand what you mean there. Do you think then that there should be like I don't know, room and showcases like that for mature? Because I think that's another part of, of like kind of the debate is people being frustrated that it seems like games with like romantic themes or things that might be a little bit mature but not necessarily in a violent way just mature and like it tackles things that adults go through or or like you know older teens um but those those are not included as part of the wholesome games because they contain sex which kind of seems perhaps i'm trying to think like the best word for it like taboo or whatever yeah yeah no i understand i understand because like automatically think to kids games which is not the case Mm -hmm. um like spirit swap is a wholesome game but that's not a that's not a uh, game for children like it's it's a game that's like dressed up as cutesy and i love spirit swap i love everyone who works on it alex is one of my good friends this is not me talking shit don't (laughs) even i i i'm so i get so nervous whenever i talk about a game because talking shit i would never talk shit about another indie game absolutely not yeah for Um, sure but it's just like it's dressed up as cutesy like their art style is very like welcoming it's very cute i very much love it but like as you can see like some of their characters are not a hundred percent like you know pg like Mm -hmm. you have um theo who's like um you know like a hulk um Dembo, like it's like <laughs> they have like various themes in their games, and I just and like they got in a wholesome games direct, and I'm I'm so glad they got it because I hope that people see Spirit Swap there and just like actually not all wholesome games have to be PG or like have to be rated G. Like wholesome games can be teen and even mature. Like it doesn't always have to be your farming simulator or like mm-hmm. your animal crossing it can be 
validate it can be um spirit swap it can be other like any other game that tackles these hard i just think that the main issue with wholesome is like i said earlier like people think also automatically think it's for kids for sure it's just Mm -hmm. it's just not the case like and i honestly i do i really do think that animal crossing is a big factor in this because when people think of wholesome games, they automatically think to Animal Crossing, and Animal Crossing is a is a children's game. Like mm-hmm. it is, despite how all of our grown asses plays it, it is still a children's game at the end of the day. Um, so it's just kind of like, it's just it's so hard because people just need to get out of that mindset that like a cute game doesn't automatically mean that it's rated G. Yeah, because I think that is the biggest thing is is like the wholesome label for a lot of people. I think their mind jumps to either religious or children's. And so they get like this idea that all of these games are just like veggie tales, (laughs) you know, and. um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the the Christian propaganda is is, is real with that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, no, it is. But um, so, no, I'm glad that you said that, because I do think it's like a very, a very common misconception and something that like maybe needs to be made more apparent by like maybe even journalists who are covering the event, you know, um, things mm-hmm. like that. So um, and then my my last question for you kind of going off of that was there was a list that came out of what you needs to contain in order to be considered wholesome it has to have like two of the following five qualities and that was low stakes low stress low violence uplifting themes and thoughtful representation of marginalized groups and i kind of wanted to ask like what you thought about that list if there's anything you disagree with if you think it should be more than two if you think that you know there's something that you would add to that list the last one was really good though Mm-hmm. I like that last point. I've actually I've actually never heard of this list, but I'm very glad that you told me. Um I think that they should remove nonviolent, but place it with more like specific wording. Like it doesn't have to be visual violence, but it can be like I don't know, because like when when people say nonviolent, I automatically assume to basically not call of duty and like call mm-hmm. of duty is not the only kind of violence that one can face um obviously like you're not always at war um but like there's different kinds of violence there's you know sexual violence um gender violence like um uh fuck what's the like you know like there's different kinds of violence that like is more common than like you know everyday war stories from call of duty mm-hmm. i just feel like you can touch on different kind of violence and still be wholesome because your violence can con- like can build your character or build a story if that makes sense no absolutely yeah because i think that like um, you can very much equate like violence and conflict to be the same thing. And so like, of course, when you see, when you say either one of those words, your mind jumps to like war, guns, blood, but like, that's not what those things always mean. And that's not even the most common type. Yeah. 
overall, I just think that the wholesome game in like discourse is just a bunch of misogyny. I I don't know what else to say. It's just a lot of misogyny. It's a lot of of um gamers, mostly male gamers, just being misogynist and saying, "Oh, if you play a wholesome girl game, you're a girl, or you like girly games." Like wholesome games is a syn- is a synonym. To- for girly games in their mind mm. while that's just not the case it's just it's people hating cute things it's people being violent towards women and marginalized folks and or people who just don't like violent games i fucking hate call of duty mm-hmm. i played call of duty probably once in my life in like 2007 and i said you know what this is not for me i, I put the game down never touched it mm-hmm. I, and like that's there's nothing wrong if you like if you if you are a marginalized person who likes Call of Duty, that's fine. But, like, obviously, we have to acknowledge the obvious problems of Call of Duty. But, like, it's just, like, Call of Duty ruined the game industry in the way where it ch- the culture that it created harms so many other people. Mm. And I, I want us, as the game industry, to, and like, acknowledge that and actually work on moving away from that culture because that culture created gamers saying slurs gamers being racist gamers being misogynist gamers just being gross people and having no kind of um like care for other human life now we see that more than like now more than ever gamers just being violent and being very rude towards people who like just indie games or games that like they might not like typically be into and like i hate how normalized that is i don't want it to be normal i want us to move past that because when validate i i got so much of it like i got it so bad when validate came out because Mm. people saw um characters of color like a cast that's majority character colors and bad we should not support this we should do everything in our power to get this game canceled like it's so normal and i'm not the only one who's experienced spirit swap is getting hit um goodbye volcano high has also got hit really bad when they first debuted like it's very common for indie games to get hit with that call of duty mindset and i just i just want it to be better i don't want it to be normalized i want make their wholesome games make any game they want and not expect any of the bullshit there are yeah i mean that's kind of there's another person that we're talking to kind of shared the same sentiment as far as like it's people just want to make the games that they want to make regardless of if it falls into wholesome if it's not you know it's but like especially like indie developers you know what i mean and there's just so much like so much of this discourse while it's had amongst everybody the people that it really hurts and comes back to are indie developers and that's kind of why i wanted to to talk to you and talk to other indie developers um is because sometimes having like does having that wholesome game label like hurt or help like is this showcase good for like helping people who who have like these games with marginalized groups um at the forefront um or yeah, you know, I don't know. There's, there's just I, I wanted to get the opinions of developers because I think that this is who it impacts the most. And so it's really heartbreaking hearing, you know, like you and any friends going through kind of like that misogyny and and that racism that kind of stems from you know, violent games are the ones that are getting all of the that have all the money to promote themselves that way. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that having showcases like wholesome games is really helpful because. 
that you're having a collect a collective collective get together and showcase these games. So hopefully people will start to kind of migrate over and change the games that they're playing. Yeah, I'm praying. Like I I mm-hmm. literally just am praying for better days. Um I I we're getting there. It's going to take some time and it's going to take a couple more indie games or wholesome games um not made by Nintendo <laughs> to uh to get us to that point. And I just hope it's soon because I I just want better. I would not wish everything I experience would validate on anyone. I would not. No. No, because like it's just it's genuinely like some of the worst um on the internet and i was a teenager on tumblr so <laughs> oh yeah god you can you can tell how bad it was just by saying yeah. that yeah but yeah i think that that does it for the interview and i'm really thankful for your time and all of your thoughtful answers is there anything else that you wanted to say before we were done Ooh, um sam validate i don't know be nice <laughs> just be kind there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit outside right now a lot of mm. things in the world that's happening a lot of things um are bad just be kind you know take care of yourself go take yourself on a date um i just feel like we all need reminders just to be nicer to ourselves and to others yeah no absolutely i completely agree and that's a great message to end it on uh last thing i will ask too is can you tell everybody where they can find you online oh you can follow my mess of a twitter um uh i am uh my name is daniel launders you can email me at daniellaunders at gbo.com for any business inquiries please do not spam my email with bullshit um i will not respond uh but you can follow me on Twitter at Danu, D-A-N-U-L-M-A-O. Um, and from there, you can pretty much find me anywhere else from my Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm really only on Twitter these days. I don't really go on any other social media because I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody has time for that. Nobody. I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I can handle one uh, social media platform. That is it. That's the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank yeah. you so <laughs> I was, saying, no, thank I was you. saying thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for coming on I really do appreciate it and I will I will let you enjoy the rest of your day and that does it for our two-part series on wholesome games discourse we hope you enjoyed all four of our interviews because we enjoyed having all four of those folks on here it was such a great time so thank you again to to doc to Aniko to James to Danny Thank you so much, everybody. I know I already mentioned a few times where you can find all those fine folks. I will also have all of their links in the description on this podcast. Um, And if you want to find me, you can find me over at a wild Jessichu on Twitter and Instagram. Pound Around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you'd like to hang out with the Uppercut crew, feel free to join our Discord. As always, the link is in the episode description. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you can't get enough, you can head over to Patreon.com slash UppercutCrit and toss a couple of bucks our way. That way you can get it early or you can even get your name read at the end of the show just like these folks here. Austin W., Alex Belling, Katie Murr, 
Brian Hutchings, Cody Peters, Darren, Ashley Lee, Hannah Kim, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Adam Manahan, Wheels, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, GameCrash.co.uk, Adept7777, Optional Objectives, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eli Berg-Moss, Jason Coles, Adrian A. Rock-Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips. Thank all of you so much for your generosity, and thank you, listener, for palling around with us. Bye! (laughs) 